Let's try that. So let's read Revelation 3.5. I encourage you to have your Bibles out um, and at least open the 3.5, stick a finger in there. not good. Let's try that. Okay. Sound like I'm coming through the system? Yeah. We'll work it. Okay, so Revelation 3, 5. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father, and before his angels. Okay, so we're looking at this phrase, the book of life, right? So let's just start tracking that through. The book of life, what is it? Anybody have any preconceptions? We might as well get them on the table. Okay. Well, if it's blotting out, right, then that must have a name written, right? Right? Okay. And it has to do with life, right? It's not the book of death, right? Yeah, all of who've been redeemed from the beginning of the world, okay? All right. Well, let's start to look at what, what we have here. So it is a record of the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. That would be a very basic definition uh, the book of life or this record keeping comes from ancient tradition. The mundane task of bookkeeping in the ancient Near East often found parallel in the divine realm. The idea of divine scribal activity appeals several times throughout the Old Testament and New Testament and frankly mentioned in the pseudepigraphal writings. Okay, So the idea of keeping records. Who here likes to keep records? Yeah, nobody really likes to keep records. Who here likes to read ledgers? <laughs> right? So, what's the most boring part of Scripture? Usually we skip the genealogy, right? Why? 
I don't know the rules and stuff. I guess maybe like all the sacrificial rules, I suppose, right? Why why do we want to skip them? Right. It doesn't feel relevant to us because our names are not written in the genealogy, right? Or we're not tie trying to tie our name to the genealogy, right? So the, for a Jew, it's very important because, especially like in Nehemiah's time, they wanted to be able to tie their names back to that record, back to that, that citizen list, back to that genealogy list, right? So how, how much would you want to be reading the Book of Life? Think about it. It's names written down in a book. And then it's not only names. I would say it's deeds as well. So you would want to at least scan through the, the M's, Mike would, right? Cindy's going to go through the C's. I'm going to go through the J's, right? Joyce will go through the J's. I'll tell you if I see you, right? Right? We're going to be interested at least in a section of it, right? Right? But yet God is very concerned with keeping records. Right? God likes to keep records. And one, just one of his records is the book of life. Okay? Everything okay? Thank you. Okay. He does. So he, he blots them out on a legal status, but God is not he still knows them. He knows what you've done. Does that make sense? He just does not hold you accountable because of why. Why doesn't he hold you accountable? His grace and mercy is, dis is distinguished well on the cross, right? So the sin is still taken care of. It's just how it's taken care of, right? And that's important to keep in mind when we're thinking about the book of life, okay? Now, in Exodus 32, 32 through 33, it says, But now if you forgive their sin, but if, but now if you will forgive their sin, but if not, Mo okay, this context is Moses' is pleading for Israel. Israel's been bad. God said, I'm done. And now Moses is pleading. If not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. So Moses is saying, if you won't take care of Israel, then take me out. If you don't take Israel, the people of Israel, out of your book, then take me out of your book. So that's some pretty intense uh, intercession there. But the Lord says to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. Okay, This is help you to start to understand the importance of the cross, right? Psalm 139.16 says, the eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when yet there was none of them. Is this the book of life? Maybe. It's just definitely communicating the idea that God has a book that he's writing down what he has for me, Right? Or what my potentials are. It could be multiple, right? 
So just because it's, this is being written down isn't saying, like, it's not predestination, right? Isaiah 65, 67, behold, it is written before me. So he has something written before him, the deeds of Israel. I will not be keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay it into their lap. Both your iniquities, your father's iniquities, says the Lord, because they have made offerings to the mountains and insulted me on the hills, I will measure into their lap payment for their full Lord deeds. So what's written down here? It's not the book of life, but what's written down? Their sins, their deeds, right? Daniel 7, 9 through 10. And I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. Clothing, clothing was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure, uh, the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. And a stream of fire issued and came. This is, a, so Revelation 4 and 5 is actually in parallel to this Daniel chapter 7, if you, if you read it. But uh, that's just a preview. A stream of fire issued and came out from behind him, and thousands and thousands served him. Ten thousands times ten thousands stood before him, and the court set, court set and the books were opened, right? Now, as we read on, we're going to see that one of those books is the book of life. Malachi 3, 16 through 17 says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another, the Lord paid attention and heard them, and the book of remembrance was written before him of those, remembrance of what? Those who filled the Lord and esteemed his name. So even though it's not saying it's the book of life, many because of who is in it, right? So another name for the book of life is the book of remembrance. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in, in the day when I make Make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Right? So that grace being extended. All right. And then we have Jubilee uh, 30, 19 through 21. Okay? And thus a blessing and righteousness. This is to the Pivica walk. Um. <coughs> And thus, a blessing and righteousness will be written on high, as in when it says on high, written in heaven, okay, as the testimony for him in the heavenly tablets before the God of all. And we will remember for a thousand generations the righteousness which man did during his life in all the appointed times of the year. And it will be written on high, and it will become to him and his descendants after him. And, it, and he will be written down as a friend and a righteous one on the heavenly tablets. All of these words I have written for you, and I have commanded to you to speak to the children of Israel, that they may not commit sin or transgress the ordinances or break the covenant which was ordained for them, so they may, might do it and be written down as friends. But if they transgress and act in the ways of defilement, they, they will be recorded in the heavenly tablets as enemies, and they will be blotted out of the book of life and written in the book of those who will be destroyed and with those who will be rooted out from the land. Okay. Now, obviously, this is just edifying. It, well, in the sense of it's informing uh, Hebrew 
uh, thought, second, uh, second simple thought, okay? Um, and it does actually fit well with the language of Revelation, okay? And then we have uh, Enoch, post Enoch, uh, I believe it's 47.3. In those days I saw him, the antecedent, antecedent of time, Mr. Father, while sitting on the throne in his glory and the books of the living ones were opened before him. And all his power in heaven above and his escort stood before him. The hearts of the holy ones are filled with joy because of the number of the righteous has been offered. The prayers of the righteous ones have been heard and the blood of the righteous has been admitted before the Lord of spirits. Okay, so this idea of books being read in heaven and this one celebrating, right? Uh, the, the people of God celebrating. Uh, the holy ones, we could have a discussion. That's God's divine, spiritual divine counsel. And then we have Philippians 4.3, right? Yes, I ask you, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So is Paul just pulling this out of his hat? Now that we've read all this history, right? This is the first time the book of life is talked about in the New Testament. Right? But you see what Paul's pulling from? Because he doesn't give you any context there. He just throws it in there, right? And then uh, we had Revelation 3, 5, which he's already read. And then the next one is Revelation 13, 8. And all who dwell on the earth and worship it, and it's talking about the mark of the beast, okay? And all who dwell on the earth will worship the beast, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life, the lamb who was slain, okay? And then 17.8 says, the beast you saw was and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. And the dwellers on the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world were marveled to see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. Right? But this is in the negative, right? The ones whose names are not written in the book of life, those are the ones who what? Worship the beast, right? And the beast is posing as who? Who's he counterfeiting? Jesus, God, right? Who else is who? Who else goes by the title "I was, is not, and is to come"? Right? Or not is not, but because the is not is that mortal wound that he receives. Revelation twenty eleven through fifteen. Then I saw the great white throne and him who seated on it. From his presence, the earth sky fled away, and no place was found for them. Did we read Daniel 7, 10? I felt like I missed that passage. Did I read that one? 7, 10, 9 through 10. Oh, I did read it. Now I remember. And no place was found for them. And the dead and great small standing before the throne. And the books were opened. Then another book was opened which is the book of life. 
and the dead would judge what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead in it, dead and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they would judge each one according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, which is the second death. That is hell, okay? Just to define hell is that would be proper hell, okay? And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So how do we get in the book of life, right? This sounds important, right? And it's interesting because it talks about twice about the book, the names of the were written in the book of life from when? It says it found from the foundations of the world, right? So that's like Revelation 14, 8 says that. And, and uh, 7. 17.8 is not in your notes. I missed that and then added it later. So there is some going on, something going on there, but I think the answer for getting in the book of the life is in Revelation 3.5. It says the one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, right? And I will never blot his name out of the book of life. So it almost seems like everybody's names is written down in the book. And then when you reject or because we're going to talk about conquering, when you don't confess Jesus as Lord and believe in him that God raised him from the dead, then your name is blotted out or it's erased. That blotted, it, it, they're using the word blotted because you think of writing with a pen right, or a typewriter even, an uh, old-style typewriter. You didn't have, like, an eraser or backspace. You had, like, you blotted the ink out, right? This is written to the church, yeah. So the one who conquers, the, 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 the saint who conquers is not going to have his name blotted out of the book of life. So, so you're going to – so you have to decide, like – is everybody's name first written in the book? And then because and then it's taken out if they reject Christ? So is then is everybody's name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Or is then he just recording it and he knows who's gonna make that decision? So there's that whole debate that I'm not gonna get into tonight because well, that's not what the topic's about. But we we have this idea of how the book is formed, right? We know names are written down from the foundations of the earth. It says that twice in Revelation 14.8 and 17.8, right? So th those names there, so what names, right? Those, I would say those who conquer for sure are, are going to be there at the end of time, right? At the day of judgment, and, it, and were all the other names there before? I, we don't know. It's silent, right? By the other context that we were just reading, it seems like the names that are there or get recorded are the names of those who confess Jesus as Lord, who have faithful loyalty to God, right? Does that make sense? Um, by other context. Um, so we conquer, right? That's how we get our names in the book of life is we conquer. How do we conquer? We conquer through Christ. We conquer by the blood of the Lamb, the cross. 
right? We don't conquer in our own deeds, right? In our own efforts, we, we conquer through a relationship with Jesus by confessing Jesus as Lord, right? Romans 8, 37 through 39, right? Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through whom and loved us. And that right before that, he's talking about how we're all sheep for the slaughter, right? For I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, right, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So this is, this is the power in which we conquer, having this relationship with Christ. This is how we get access to the book of life, right? And then there's this language as we went through several of these, the blotting out, right? And I, I don't want to just ignore that. So, um, but I just want to make sure we know this, right? If you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved. Your name's not blotted, erased from the book of life. It's there, right? That's what the promise is, right? I will never blot out their name. That's what he said. That's a pretty secure name, uh, security that we can have in the work of Christ. Not in our own work, but in the work of Christ. So who has the power to blot out a name from the book of life? Yeah, Jesus and God. That's the only ones who have the power. Do you have the power to blot out your name? No. Right? Right? You don't have the power to put it in. Right, and in my opinion, after you, if you've truly confessed Jesus as Lord, if that was sincere and God did change you and transform you, your nature is not one that will blot it out. It's not going to reject Christ because He's He's changed you. Does that make sense? Now, can I be deceived? Yes. Right, and think I'm changed and think I'm sincere. Yeah, that happens. Do I pray that that's not the case with? Everybody I know? Yeah, you bet. Can I judge that? It's hard because only God knows the intents of the heart, right? So let them be blotted out of the book of the living. Let them not be enrolled among the righteous. The psaltist is praying a, a precatory prayer against his enemies. And he's saying, talking to God, right, saying, get them, <laughs> sick them, right? And don't just sick them like, in a little bit, right? Get them big time, right? Take them out of, take them out. And he's praying against the wicked, right? And look how this, there's a tie with the righteous. Let them not be what? Enrolled with the Righteous. So it's this idea of the righteous, right, gets written down in the book of life. Okay? And who's God's scribe or God himself is, right, doing the writing, right? It's the Lamb's book of life that gets that title in Revelation, right? So who's the psalmist talking to? We just made it pretty clear, but let's just rehearse. Who's he talking to? He's talking to God, right? And asking God to do this, right? And Revelation 3, 5, who's talking? Who's making the promise? Who's talking to the churches? 
Jesus, God, Jesus through the Spirit, right? So Jesus is saying, I will never blot the, them out of the book of life, right? So Jesus has the power, right? The Trinity, really. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit have the power of the book of life, right? And being erased from the book of life comes from a refusal to believe in the work of Christ. And I would say the only way to get in the book of life is to believe in the work of Christ, right? If you're an Old Testament saint, you believe in the work of Christ to the extent that it was revealed to you, okay? And that work of Christ has given us access to a relationship with the creator of all things. And that's really what it's about, that relationship with God. That Jesus has given us access to through the cross, validated by what? What, what validated the cross? Say this all the time. What validates the cross? What says the payment in full is valid? If Christ had not been, we would be right, raised. The resurrection validates the cross. If Christ had not been raised, we would still be dead in our sins. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. And we of all people would be most foolish. So it's the resurrection that validates the cross, saying the payment was made in full. It was enough. And that's what gets us written down, if you would, or not blotted out, however way you want to take it, from the book of life. Indelibly etched. Well, okay, well, so when we're talking about the book of life, you know, is it a, I guess we'd have to discuss, uh, is it a codex or is it a scroll, scroll, um, which there is a discussion, I don't, I mean, there isn't, like, is the book, the, the seal, the, the seal that he's getting in, in, in five, maybe that's part of the book of life, or, but there's a whole different discussion on that, so. But there's definitely multiple books or multiple accounts, right? Um. Right. Every person has a has a li- has a line until yeah possibly I, I I guess the the problem yeah you that whole discussion would get into the age of innocence and like like where is that and the nature of original sin and so there's a lot of theological ties there right so threads I'm not saying you. You, we can't pull on some of those, but that's, I'm just saying those are some of the theological conundrums that statement runs into. I'm not saying I necessarily even disagree with that statement. I'm just saying it has, they both have conundrums to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, right. So, like, when it, the age of accountability, right, so... And I, I don't, I'm, I won't 
I can't, I don't know if I would actually set that somewhere, but like all the aborted babies, right? Where, where is their eternal destiny, right? Uh, and I would say we have a gracious, loving father who paid it all on the cross and they didn't even have the opportunity to make that choice. So I would say that they're enrolled in, in heaven and, and their names are written in the book of life from a stance of grace and mercy, but I could not, other than David in grieving for his uh, his lost child, um, which is kind of tricky because um, that's reading a lot into that text that that text was not meant to bear. Okay, uh, the other one would be a passage would be Jesus' engagement with children, and he says, you know, it would be the least of these my. The, these children to enter into the kingdom of heaven, uh, have the faith like a child. Um, he's definitely being very gracious and holding those children in high esteem, right? Um, so yeah, I'm just saying, the scripture says the names are written in from the foundation of the world. Uh, it doesn't say specifically what names. The names that re Definitely, you could conclusively say that the names that are retained are names that have the righteousness of Christ, right? That, could, that would be a conclusive statement, right? Whether Old Testament or New Testament, it's still that imputed righteousness, right? Because we believe that people were saved by grace from all time, right? Uh, depending on the, the response to the revealed revelation. That part's the confusing part. And it's not confusing, but that's the technical part, right? So uh, Noah was saved by what he had knew from God, right? Does that make sense in that? And engaging and stepping into faith with that. Abraham was saved by faith in response to God, calling him out of all the Chaldeans, right? And, and going on that journey. Do you see what I mean? Uh, the Israelites, uh, after the law, were saved by faithful loyalty, in not by the law, but by engaging, like saying, yes, I want a relationship with God, and I'm going to express that through the law. The law didn't save them, right? The faith in God saved them. Does that make sense? But that faith was then expressed how? Through the law, right? God wants obedience right now and we're saved through the cross right and and those people are saved also because they're looking forward to the messiah they know right or the, they have a vague idea of what is coming right any other questions about the book of life or books in general because those other books open, right? We ran into those a couple times. Books of deeds, right? No, you don't want to be in those. You don't. There you go. Book of life. A lot of people, scholars, think that a lot of that, so 
a, a city would ha- you wanted to be if you wanted to be on the c- a citizen of that city they would have a, a ledger a book that they would record all their citizens in and then they would renew it like or they would like we do a census but they would renew it every like every so often and you wanted to make sure that you got your name got written in the census in the books and all some of us go I don't want to take the census thank you I don't want to be on the the government rolls right but we definitely want to be on God's rolls right as God's citizen um, and part of the God's new kingdom right because that's really what that what God is doing is he's making it bringing his kingdom a new kingdom a new heaven and new earth for us to rule and reign in right any other thoughts or questions about the book of life or anything else that I maybe haven't answered in revelation and I have a little bit of time Yeah, yeah, from Sunday's sermon. Which 12? Who were the 12? I think Paul. Uh That's just my opinion. I only say that because Matthias, I mean, the, the only record of Matthias is what they did, and then after that, we have nothing. I mean, we have some very vague church tradition about him, but it's super vague and almost like myth vague. So, yeah. And then Paul, I mean, writes a third of the New Testament and then several times argues for the validity of his apostleship. And then we look at Acts chapter 9. I think it's Acts 9, where Paul's call. And God himself, Jesus himself says. And then if, we, if we're going on what, how, I mean, if we're talking about the capital A apostleship title, then, then we really go with one of the nails in that coffin is that they have to be with, called by Jesus, right? And Matthias was indirectly called if you take the, you know, the casting of the lots, I mean, that's why they're doing that, is to cast lots. I would argue that because we have the Spirit of God walking in us, we don't need to use those means anymore. Um, Not that I don't flip a coin once in a while just to see what happens. But I don't, I mean, I think that's a, a second rate, if that makes sense, to the personal connection that we have with God. Do I think the disciples were being disobedient? I think they were being impatient. Does that make sense? Which is a form of disobedience, I suppose. It's not really spelled out either negatively or positively in the text. It's almost like this is what happened, and so this is what we're going to say, and then there's no comment on it. Does that make sense? So my vote is with Paul.
they can ask me a really hard one and ask me which 12 tribes and what combination of them are now. And I would say I'd have to sit. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would say the 12 would be within that list of the 144,000. That would be the preference of the breakup just because that's in the text. There's a whole series, uh, I mean, quite a few papers written on why Dan is not in there, and it's quite convoluted and complicated. And those people don't really know, so there's a lot of theorizing. Part of it is Dan was pretty rebellious, but, but so were the rest of them. I'd have to look at what 12, no, it doesn't say. It just says the 12 tribes are inscribed on the New Jerusalem. But it doesn't say what 12. So really, in, in Revelation, the only list of the tribes is in the 144,000. Any other questions? That was a good one. I guess the other part is is I think that uh, I do believe in the the gift the office of or that the, there's the gifting of little a apostle today one tenth so but not a not capital a apostle so Matthias could have fell into that ended up falling into that category where he went and he was kicked out and redid mission work much like Barnabas. Yeah, so that, I don't, I, okay, so let me just explain, I'll unpack that. So traditionally, uh, especially in very conservative churches, um, the, the, the type, uh, or even like Catholic, those, those an, uh, the office of apostle was just for a time period, and it was only for the 12 apostles, and that gift is no longer distributed anywhere. So that would be like one view. And then, now I will say capital A, these apostles have divine authority, and they spoke with the word of God, and they were able to write scripture. Does that make, make sense? And they, uh, they knew they were writing scripture, right? And they were, what's that? And they had signs and wonders um, to accompany and validate that. Um, signs and wonders or validation of the ministry, uh, I think we still... God still chooses to do signs and wonders to validate ministry. Um, but, so, but that was an office of mainly for me. Capital A means the power to, to write canon, to write scripture. That, doesn't, that, in my opinion, is the canon, the canon is finalized, it's closed. Like my sermons, though they edify, are not scriptural. Does that make sense? Right? However, I do think that there's a place where the apostle temp simply in the Greek means one-tenth, okay? And if we look at the New Testament and just how they use the word, there's many apostles other than the capital A apostle. In fact, there's even female apostles in the scripture. 
okay? Not a whole lot, but at least one. Okay, but it's that using the wording of sending them out. Does that make sense? Hmm? Like missionaries. They're not writing scripture. Yeah. So the 12 apostles had the authority from Jesus, and that's why capital A apostle has criteria. They had to be with Jesus, right? They had to be called by Jesus, right? They, you, you see what I mean? They would be eyewitness of his majesty. Th those kinds of things. Now, a little a apostle has to be sent out by a church. They have to be conformed that they want to go, right? Like a missionary. Or even some pastors, right, have an apostleship kind of role. Uh, conservative churches don't like to deal with that because it feels messy. It is messy. We just call them missionaries. But missionary himself is not in scripture. That's a word we, that's an English word we coined. What's that? No, oh no, it's a, it's a, it's, it's actually a fairly modern word with the modern missionary movement. Not a, I mean modern to, yeah. All right. Any other questions? All right. Any prayer requests? I gotta get something right here. Bless you. Um, so school's starting up for the public school, at least tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> so um, just be praying for that. All the parents and everybody starting up school and doing all that, and then the before and after school program is starting as well with that. And um, I'm the president of the before and after school program. Whoop de do. Um, so there's just a lot of moving pieces, and Alicia's the director, so um, we'll just use some prayer that God would just take care of the details, and I'm sure we got a good plan, and do you have a good, and the basketball school bash is coming up, so the church is going to have a table there and distributing some stuff. And uh, the before the Boys and Girls Club, Alicia's going to run a table there. She's, I'm sure she's got some ideas. We got some helpers. Okay. All right. Anything else, Joyce? Do you have something? We will continue. So did they come by for something? Or did they just come by to say hi? 
Did they come by for something specific, Joyce, or did they just stop by? Did they stop by? for? Why did they stop by for? Okay. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, good. Yes. So Nico's uncle lives in Germany, and she's in Germany. Travel, yeah, she's traveling out there, and he's ill, and it would be her father, no, or uncle. So her father's brother or mother's brother. Okay, all right, and he's not saved, right? be praying for him. Mike. Yes, we do. They made it back safely. Yeah. The car just doesn't like first and first gear in reverse, so <laughs> it's but once it was on the highway, he said it went fine. So don't. Yeah, it was a little rainy and stormy those couple of days. <laughs> yeah, so we're praising John and and Michelle made it back from up up. I think it was Michigan somewhere. So Minnesota, Minnesota. I can't. I, well, you know, if you're from there, probably not, but. <laughs> yeah, Nathan and Allie are going to Kentucky, yeah. You got a praise that the the guys did a really good job on sealing their parking lot and everything. I didn't have to micromanage them hardly at all. So, yeah, and you gave them a check for that one part. Yep, done. Good job. Yeah, they've got a stripe. Now, let's hopefully they can stripe straight because the last guys, <laughs> they had a little hard time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else? Let's pray.
Father God, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that we can come before your throne of grace to receive mercy and grace to help in our time of need. And we praise you for the opportunity to learn and go back to school. We pray for all the families as they're coming off of the summer schedules and traveling back perhaps from trips. We just pray that you would bring uh, unity and safety into their homes and that they would seek you and, and, and find you in the midst of the busyness and getting ready to go back to school. We pray for the back-to-school bash and just the, uh, the church's outreach, that it would go well and be uh, a light of the gospel in the community and for the, uh, the before and after-school program, Lord, that we'd be able to uh, reach the kids who need help uh, after school with school and and parents who need help with their kids, and you just help us to be able to be your light in that spot, too, as well. Pray for Alicia uh, as she is stepping into this new position. We just pray for your grace in that and your strength in that. Uh, we pray that you would help us to just uh, be able to head things off uh, before uh, they go sideways and be able to roll with the things that, that go sideways. We pray that nothing would go sideways, though, and that you would just walk it out well. Um, we pray for Nika, uh, who is seeing her uncle uh, in Germany. Um, we pray for Trey South Safety as she's over there, and we pray for her uncle as he is very ill, and he needs to be not blotted out of the book of life. We pray that he would confess you as Lord and believe in his heart that you raised him from the dead. Holy Spirit, it's you who convicts the world of sin. It's you who brings men to repentance. And we just pray that you would do a work in her uncle and that he would respond and not refuse you, Holy Spirit, and not refuse you, Jesus, the work that you've done. We just pray that he would accept that. We thank you and we praise you that John and Michelle made it safely back from Minnesota. And uh, I just pray that you'd give them wisdom as they try to figure out vehicle situations. Pray for safety for Nathan and Allie as they're going down to Kentucky for a wedding. And over, well, tomorrow and till Sunday, we just pray that you give them safety and travels as they go. We thank you that you're walking in all of this and through all of this and that... Um, you care about the details of our lives, um, so much so that you're writing them down. Um, we thank you that you're walking in it and, uh, and through them. And help us to trust you in that process and to lament uh, when the process isn't going uh, well for us and to end that with releasing it to you, knowing that you are walking in the brokenness. Help us to rely on that and rest in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for coming. So where was that game at? Oh, okay.